Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks I pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia-tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Spider-Man and Venom, Maximum Carnage for Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. Maximum Carnage is the story of Spider-Man gathering a team of D-list randos to beat up Carnage's girlfriend. Oh, so, uh, there was like a, what? It's a bunch of D-list randos on both sides. Yeah, but like, who's the person that you fight more than any other boss in this game? Uh, Doppelganger and Shriek, Shriek, Shriek. and Demo Goblin and the other one and the other one and Carnage. Yes. But not Carnage. You fight Carnage like twice, but you fight his team of cronies about 17 times. Yes, exactly. And you always start by fighting Shriek, who is Carnage's girlfriend. So, no, no. Yes, she is his girlfriend, Dan. Okay, maybe she is. No, you said no, but, and I said she is. Okay, so in the second level, yeah. you've got Doppelganger like following you around, right? Uh, You're climbing yes. up the side of the building. Yeah. You Doppelganger, I, for those of you who don't know, is just Spider-Man, but he has six arms. Yes. Because he's more of a spider. Yeah. Now, you're going to have to um, sort of take the uh, the lead on the comic book lore. Here. Okay. Um, this This game is actually... One of the first, if not the first, video games to ever be based on a specific storyline from the comics. It wasn't just like, here are the X-Men and they're doing things. Yeah. It was the Maximum Carnage storyline, which was all of the Spider-Man books at the time. So you have Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man. All of the books were focusing on this one storyline of carnage and and spider-man and venom teaming up and getting together a bunch of villains and heroes to take down carnage and so this game is one of the first games that took an actual storyline from the books and made it into an entire game Mm -hmm. fun fact fun fact fun fact sorry i'm not trying to encroach on your fun facts i'm just trying to give a little bit of backstory here you're just the resident historian here so i'm going to be looking to you for all lore questions on this, especially never having read the Maximum Carnage. I, that's right. I've never story. read Maximum Carnage, but I have How read is that a even lot possible? of Spider-Man because this is what happened. I read all of the Amazing Spider-Man from the very first one until like 1985 or something. Yeah. And then I've read a whole bunch of the new ones. Yeah. But the like late 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, I have not. I haven't read them. So okay. and that's when this was in that that time frame. Okay. You know. You know. I love Batman. Big Batman fan. However, Jordan, yeah. second favorite comic storyline of all time, the original run of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, so very a, good. I read I all a, that. I am a Spider fan as well, just not to the, the the extent that you are. Spider-Man's the greatest comic book hero of all time. Besides and Batman, I don't of course. think that anybody would ever argue against that. You'd have to be insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, right best. underneath Batman. Number like, one. Yes. Number one besides Batman, like absolutely. Batman's not a superhero. I said superhero. <laughs> what is what is Batman? Batman's just a rich guy who has a cosplay fetish. The world's greatest detective. That doesn't mean you're a superhero. Okay, whatever, man. Anyways, so you were talking about fighting Carnage's girlfriend about the 17 times that you, you yeah. do in this game. But actually, you always fight her and Doppelganger at the same time. That's true. All of the boss so, fights in this game, except for the very last one, 
are multiple bosses attacking you at the same time, which is kind of cool. It's kind of like a comic book. Yeah. I mean, we'll certainly, I think, get to some of that in, we will. at some point in the episode. But yeah, it's like you're fighting Doppelganger and Shriek, and then you're fighting like... Demo Goblin, which is a demon version of Hobgoblin, like the terror, like the the D-list goblins, and then well, like the, Green Goblin, but not Green Goblin. What's his name? Carrion. Carrion has nothing to do with the goblins. Why does he? Why is he dressed? He's actually a clone of the Jackal. Okay, he looks literally like Green Goblin. Well, you know, it's kind of like how he, he does this thing where he like takes over your brain and steals your health. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like a zombie type guy. He he hates Spider-Man because Spider-Man killed the Jackal and Gwen Stacy. Spider-Man killed people? Not on purpose. I mean, he killed Gwen Stacy by trying to save her. Oh. Yeah. That's right. I saw that in The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, with uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, and Gwen Stacy. Yeah. (laughs) I think her... uh, Famous famous actress Gwen Stacy. Emma Stone, I think, is her name. (laughs) Maybe. Anyway. Anyway, Spider- anyway. It's a Spider-Man game, Spi- you guys. Is it? <laughs> I couldn't tell. It is. It is. And what was your first clue that this was a Spider-Man game? Well, this one is actually called Spider-Man Venom. There's no and, which throws me off in these. It's just Spider-Man. Well, Separation Anxiety trademark. as well. But that one is Venom, trademark, Spider-Man, trademark. So they, they flipped it around for that one. This one is Spider-Man gets the top billing for Separation Anxiety. Venom got the top billing. Okay. I mean, whatever. This is all very strange to me. It is. Why don't you hit us up with some fun facts? All right. I got some fun facts for you, Jordan. Shout out to our, our favorite website, wikipedia.com. Not our, .org. Really? I think it's wikipedia.org. There's no chance it's .org. There probably um, is a wikipedia.org. It actually is wikipedia.org. Really? Yep. I bet you if you go to wikipedia.com, it takes you to the same place. Probably. I would imagine they would lock that down at this point. Not really our favorite website, but a useful website that we, we like a lot. So thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, this one developed by Software Creations and published by Acclaim and LJN. Yeah, one of those is a good is a good person to make video games. <laughs> well, it's interesting, actually. I um, recently posed a question on on our Discord about developers that people like and yeah, um, game makers because publishers aren't developers necessarily. But well, sometimes it's confusing. Yeah, it can, it can get confusing. Uh, but somebody I can't remember exactly who it was at this point said LJN was one of their favorite. I think it was game, retro retro librarian gamer folks. likes LJN. Um. Although I don't know how sterling LJN's reputation is. I believe the angry video game nerd, not a fan not a of fan. LJN. Whenever we post anything online about a game that was made by LJN, there's a lot of comments about how bad they are. Yeah. But there's also always a lot of comments about the angry video game nerd. Yeah. So you never know what is somebody's actual opinion yes. and what somebody's just saying that they saw on YouTube. So you, if you didn't hear it here, you probably don't, you probably can't trust it. That's true because <laughs> you know, I don't know about Dan. I don't know about Dan, but I believe that I have become one of the most trusted sources of retro video game knowledge. <laughs> uh, if you want to know the honest truth, ask for yeah, it or worthless. Yeah. Send us a DM at WIOW podcast. <laughs> we'll just give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down on if the game is any good. Uh, Jordan, this one came out in North America in September of 1994 came out in europe in uh november 1994 and the japan the japanese version came out on the mega drive only i think in may of 1995 
Wow, and they were probably pretty bummed out because their version of Spider-Man is very different than our version of Spider-Man. Really? It's Supida-Man, and he gets in a giant robot called the Leopardon? Leopardon? I don't know. It's some, like, leopard robot thing. It's very different. It's more like Power Rangers than Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's... All right. Don't know what to do with that. It's just a it's just a fun fact. If it is a fun fact that I didn't know. See, this is why this is why you're on. This is why I invited you to be part of this episode. I know fuzzy facts about Spider Man because you are the comic book the, the internet's foremost comic book expert, I believe, as well as retro <laughs> gaming expert. Yeah, both. I'm just gonna see how many titles can I amass by the end of this podcast episode. <laughs> uh, Jordan, first prints of the game were released in red cartridges. Yeah, they they were. I've I've seen those. That's fun. I actually read something about how they like way overestimated how many people would buy this game, and so the red ones are more common than the non-red ones these really? days because they actually sold more of the red ones than the not red ones. Now I noticed that the um, I'm price charting the cardboard box version of the Genesis copy of this was significantly cheaper than the other listing. I assume the the main listing was the red cartridge and the cardboard box was the black cartridge, but I don't know that for sure. Mm. But I have the the red Super Nintendo version and I have the black Genesis version. Well, who so, knows? Maybe you've got maybe you've got something on I'm your hands. Not going to hold my breath. Well, you already looked up the price, so you, you already sure know did. If you've got something on your hands. I actually didn't. Um, I don't know where I'm coming in at this one. I haven't thought about that, so we'll see. I might have something in my hands to throw in the trash. We'll see. Oh, wow. We'll see. Uh, we uh, we kind of touched on Separation Anxiety a little bit. The sequel to Maximum Carnage is Separation Anxiety, which we've covered in an earlier show. I'm sure Jordan can, I like a wizard, did. come up quickly with the episode number. I'm always impressed at how fast he does this. Episode 23. There it is. This is, I just open my podcast app and start frantically <laughs> typing the name of the episode. Episode 23. That's Incredible. an early one. We covered Venom and Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, that's a co-op beat-em-up. That, uh, what do we think about that? You listened to the episode. I didn't go back and listen to it. What were our thoughts on Separation Anxiety? Um, it was kind of mixed. We, it, it, we, it came in right at about an hour of gameplay co-op and we said that that was the right amount and any okay. longer would have been too much. Okay. Um, and we liked that it was Spider-Man and it beat him up. But other than that, we weren't particularly enthused. No. I said that I, I didn't like it as much as Captain America and the Avengers. Yeah. Which is not surprising because no. that has become one of my favorites. <sighs> okay. So we were kind of middle of the road on it. Yeah. Meh. Did we, was it worth it or worthless? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Now okay. I'm looking to see that I actually finished. I, I, I stopped listening with like six minutes left, so maybe I didn't hear that part. Back when the episodes were uh, structured a little differently. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia, and apparently in your, your, your um, tracking as well, the games are basically identical, Super Nintendo and Genesis. Yeah. Um, so not a lot different. I played the Genesis version. This game is single player. I played the Genesis version. You bar- you played the Super Nintendo version. And so we were kind of like, let's have a well-rounded discussion on the different versions of this. Oh, they're the same. They're the same, yeah. Um, they're, obviously, the sound is a tiny bit different yeah. because Genesis has better sound, right? Yeah. Uh, or is it Super Nintendo has better sound? I don't know. I think people. Ju- I think when it comes down to this debate... I feel like the Genesis is the one that people are like, it has the better soundtrack. Yeah. But I was, um, I didn't share that enthusiasm. 
with no. this particular game. No, we it didn't love the soundtrack of Separation Anxiety it's either. Kind of like a tinny, sort of shreddy, midi guitar-y kind of. Yeah, midi guitar is not never shrill, really a great sounding. But I wasn't. I'm not. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we touched on this is this is one of the first video games to be based on an actual comic storyline. Yeah. Not just to have comic book characters in it, but like. Maximum Carnage was a comic book storyline, and I don't know. It says I think Wikipedia said one of the first. I don't know what the other ones around the same era would have been, but this I can't. Is, I mean, there may have been ones that were based on like a, a story, but this I think, from what I can think, like through my knowledge of comic book video games, this has to be the first one that was based on like a major Marvel event. Yeah. And uh, last fun fact, Jordan, this was the first Spider-Man game to receive a teen rating on the Genesis version. It's rated MA-13 and Super Nintendo version still rated K to A, but uh, this was the first teen rated Spider-Man game. Man, there's, I wonder what caused that. Well, you know, Nintendo with their, their stringent standards, no blood in Mortal Kombat. Maybe the uh, the Genesis version, you can put the blood code in on Maximum Carnage. And, oh. uh, I did see the in the version. cheat list, there was a, an option to play as a bloodied ve- uh, Venom. So I don't remember seeing Venom with any blood on him. No. So I don't know what that's about. Yeah, who knows? Um, but as I was kind of hacking around a little bit before we got started, you, there's ret- uh, there's cheats on the Retron where you can choose the, the, the starting level in the Genesis version. Okay. And there was, I, I it was one of the later levels. Um, and I was like, it might have been like 19 or something. You could only go up to 21. And uh, I think I loaded up the 19th level and it started with a cutscene of Venom like strung up above like a bonfire and uh, Carnage was aiming the sonic gun at him. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't see this cutscene when I played the game. No. So I must have missed this somehow. There's stuff. I don't know if there's like branching whatever going on but i missed some stuff because like when i was watching or like reading about it i saw there was a level where you're like fighting in the statue of the liberties that's a secret level okay yeah okay. So, so apparently, I, like, I didn't see that but i was kind of i think on game facts i looked at the cheats or whatever and there's a cutscene where if you mash like a and b or something as venom then you'll unlock a secret statue of liberty level there's also some like secret spots where if you like stay on a screen or you try to go back a screen you'll enter a secret area but i never bothered yeah. finding them I, I did end up accidentally playing that statue of liberty level okay and i think it was you're just inside the statue of liberty's head basically the for a screen yeah you're just playing like the minutes. story of the original x-men movie yeah. <laughs> uh jordan that is all my fun facts are you about ready to get into what the game does well i'm so ready all right let's do it number one favorite thing from this game and the thing that this game does so much better than separation anxiety is the story it's Mm. actually presented as comic book panels you get like 
call outs where like people will be talking and like the the different you're yeah. you're still reading in separation anxiety the whole story is just orange text on black screens and between levels you're reading orange text on black screen and we're like oh, that's, that's, right. that's kind of lame it's like just yeah, paragraphs I, I vaguely remember that yeah it's kind of like reading a novel which is the opposite of a comic book and in this one you get actual i don't know how accurate like if these are panels straight out of the comic books but i believe that the wikipedia page did say that this used art from the actual comic itself. Yeah, and I thought that that was awesome. Like, just, you know, we already know that this is a story taken from the comic books, but it actually feels like you're playing a comic book, which I don't really get that in every video game, every comic book video game that we've played. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you start there because a couple of my points, I have that the cutscenes work really well for a comic-based game. Yeah. Uh, they're like, this is Maximum Carnage. It's a comic-based storyline, so we're actually going to almost double down um on these cutscenes in the way that you're like reading a comic book, which I think might not, you know, it's, it's, it's retro gaming cutscenes can kind of be like, Oh, it's a picture with some words and they're like, whatever. Yeah. But but I think that in this particular case, it actually works perfectly for, for what this is. It does. I mean, just because it's a comic book medium. And so you already have that to draw from. It's, it's significantly better than just a black screen with some text on it. Yeah. And another thing that I have kind of piggybacking on that is it comes from good source material. Yeah. Um, you've got Spider-Man and Venom, very popular characters. I feel like Carnage is another like popular anti-hero. He's not really an anti-hero. He's a no, he's straight just out a villain. Very bad guy. Um, but I feel like when I think of Spider-Man, you know, the, the characters that come to mind, like Venom and Carnage are some of the first characters that are going to come to your mind when you're talking about Spider-Man. Would you say that um, you also think of like Cloak and Dagger of course, and yes. Iron Fist? Yes. Yeah. Um, and Deathlock. Uh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, Those are some other characters that are in this game. <laughs> Did you uh did you see the the when Captain America shows up um he looks real um uh, <laughs> he looks a little kind of t- looks disappointed tired. You. yeah maybe did tired you, I, yeah I posted a a screenshot of the his his sprite the face of it in Discord yeah. when I was playing it and <laughs> it was just like what is he doesn't look like he's really here not to be very quite much as help. stoic as yeah. the uh, Captain America from Captain America and the Avengers <laughs> video game. But uh, regardless, I was like, I was, I was like, this is a, I like that I'm, I'm playing as Spider Man. I like that I'm playing as Venom. I like that I, I'm seeing, you know, Carnage run around. I like, I like playing around in this world based on this comic book storyline. And so, um, I'm not, I mean, you're more of one to be excited about a game because it's based on a comic book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I'm not, when I play the Ninja Turtles games, I'm like, I like Ninja Turtles, but I'm not like, man, I really like this because it's Ninja Turtles. It's just kind of a, a side effect of a game that's enjoyable to play regardless of whether or not it's Ninja Turtles or not. Not sure if I fully buy that from you, but okay. okay. I'm just saying it's not, I don't know. I want to remind everybody that we're recording this in a room that is literally wallpaper. Oh, come on. It is not. Florida ceiling with Ninja Turtle. I actually had to step over a turtle on my way in here so I wouldn't squish it, and its name is Donatello. And so I'm just, I just want to let you guys know, Dan might be a little biased when okay. it comes to Ninja Turtles. Yep. Right. He's currently wearing a, a purple bandana <laughs> with eye, eye slits cut in it. So, Yes, because everybody knows my favorite Ninja Turtles, Donatello, as you've pointed out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
I thought, how long have we been friends? Uh, your favorite Ninja Turtle is <laughs> can, Michelangelo. Can you name all four turtles? Michelangelo, um, Donatello, Plato, and Socrates. This no, I know it's Raphael to... and uh, Don- Leonardo. I like how you're literally looking. Okay, I'm looking. I have, a poster. I have so many turtles I have... to look at in this room. <laughs> They're just staring at me, and they all are like grimacing in anger that I can't remember. I know all of their names. I was There's just a single to think Ninja of... Turtles poster in here, and he was just staring at it for far too long for you me can't to actually believe what he's saying right a now. A single Ninja Turtles poster that literally covers all four walls. It's... <laughs> There's actually more than four walls in this room. <gasps> All right, Jordan, good source material. What else do we uh, have? Well, no, I'm not finished with that because last in the last game, we said that one of the things we liked was the assist trophies. Like, there's these yeah. little assist trophies, and you can gather them and then trigger them. And it's cool on their own because it's like a way in the other game where you could have Quicksilver come out and shoot his bow at people yeah. or um, Ghost Rider come and use yeah. his flame weapon. It's like, okay, that's kind of cool. Those are also in this game, but they're not just completely random. We talked about this when it came to Captain America and the Avengers, too. It's like, oh, there's Quicksilver, and he came up to do something, and Wonder Man flew by. And it's like, it was kind of cool just to see them. But in this game, it actually makes sense because all of the assist trophy people are part of the story. And you get them in the cutscenes. Spider-Man and Venom are building a team to take down Carnage and his team of bad guys. And it's like, okay, these aren't just random superheroes popping in, but they're there for a reason. So, no, Cloak and Dagger would not be my first choice of who to have in a video game, but it makes sense because they're actually from the storyline. Yeah. um, The assist trophies, I feel like they didn't introduce them in the game early enough. Yeah. They are storyline-based, but I felt like it just took forever to get to them. Yeah. And one interesting thing about them that I didn't really notice until I read about it is that when you use an assist trophy, depending on if you're playing as Spider-Man or Venom, they do different things. Yeah. So, like, if you use Iron Fist when you're playing as Spider-Man, he'll heal you to full health, which is, you know, if you're actually trying to play this game without cheats, that's that's a, a premium thing to be able to heal to full yeah. health. But if you're playing as Venom, Iron, uh, I almost said Iron Man, Iron Fist will just go and, like, kick the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Jordan, another thing I have is that this game lets you pick characters in some certain levels. You can yeah. be t- pick between Spider-Man and Venom. And I like that I didn't... I played this game as a kid. And I don't really ever remember like playing as Venom as a kid, which probably just means I was terrible at this game. Um, <laughs> Venom is a little bit stronger. Yeah. he's he, Well, I mean, he's always better. Anytime you can... I, I feel like this might not be that far-fetched of a statement, but I feel like anytime you can play as Venom in a video game, that's a good thing. Well, he, he's strong. He's not as fast as Spider-Man. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're pretty similar. They have all the same move sets other than their, like, special moves, which are a little bit different. But Venom definitely does more damage per punch. Yeah, which, I mean, in this game, it's probably essential. I don't know. Yeah, damage per punch is, a, is at a high premium in this game. Yeah. Are you a Venom fan? Generally? Um, Like, I have not seen the Venom movies. No, but, I mean... You, would you buy a Venom t-shirt? No, no. Like you did, you never owned like the, I feel the like, black Venom spider no. t-shirt? I feel like no. kind of like people who own <laughs> Venom t-shirts are just like kind of, and I don't want to stereotype. Now, if you have a Venom t-shirt, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the, all the other people uh, who the don't respect people. the source material. It's kind of like the guys who have Punisher stickers on the back of their truck. But, <laughs> like, you know, he's never read a comic book. He just likes the idea of a guy just like, 
shooting a bunch of people <laughs> or something. There. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I like Venom, but um, I feel like my Venom fandom was like on the back of my brother's. Oh yeah, Spider-Man fandom as like as like a little brother who was like into some of the stuff that his older brother was into. Yeah, um, I feel like that's where I got my like interest in Venom was from him. My brother, I think his favorite hero is Spider-Man. He's like a hardcore Spider-Man. Oh fan, yeah, so um, as as you all should be. I do like I do like Venom in the comic books. You have I have a really cool um, more modern comic book series that follows Venom and Anti Venom. Okay. And that's a really cool I like cool the Spider-Man look of story. Venom. Yeah. The white is just Venom the but white, white suit. Yeah. I'm like the that character looks cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to keep track of all the different symbiotes uh or did we we had this conversation last time about how to pronounce <laughs> this word symbiote symbiote. symbiote. It's symbiote. I think it is too, but I feel like I remember us having a discussion about how there's multiple ways to pronounce this. Anyway. Another one of those discussions that we have on this podcast. Yeah. Ocarina of Time, Banana, Banuna. It's like what we always say. Yeah. There's just so many different yeah. ways to pronounce these yeah. words. Anyway, Venom. He's in the game. And you can pick him and play him as if you want to. And that's always a good thing, I think. Uh, it's definitely not a bad thing to have options. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that this game mixes it up by forcing you to try new strategies. I came to a point where I was fighting some mini bosses. Okay. Interesting. Whoa, oh. No, I'm just You I'm just had a like, physical reaction to that <laughs> statement. Now, follow I me. I sure did. Follow me here. My brain just broke for a second. A lot of times in beat-em-ups, I get into the habit of just like doing my one cool move, which in this game is walking over to a bad guy picking him up and then throwing him at other bad guys and then punching some guys. Yeah. Those are, that's my, my standard cycle. And in this game, uh, there are some bosses, some not bosses, mini bosses, if you will, that will not take damage until you fight them a specific way. For example, there are some mini bosses that will not take any damage until you web them. And once you've webbed them, then they will start taking damage. There are also some enemies that don't take damage until you grab them. If you just go and punch them forever, they're not going to take any damage. So it forces you to kind of break out of your rut and explore the controls and learn some different things. I just assumed that those characters, they have like gray health bars before they turn red or something in the Genesis My, They were green in the Super Nintendo. They are green until you... Uh, figured out what you needed to do, and then their uh, health bar turns red. I didn't realize there was a, a way of fighting them. I was just fighting, 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 you, fighting, so fighting, fighting, fighting. You eventually figured fighting. it out, and you didn't realize that you had figured it out. Well, I didn't play this game as like a one sort of move, one trick pony kind of style. Okay. I was, I right. was, I was webbing. I was grabbing. I was punching. I was doing all of the things. Okay. For the most part, well, um, I guess so you're just a better player than me. I mean, that tracks with our experience at this game. Podcast, well, there you go. You the know. game forces you to get good, and if you're already good, then you don't really notice that, I guess. But for those of us who tend to fall into old patterns, maybe this game will force you to explore the full controller. I like that. We should put a pin in that statement. The game forces you to get good. I feel like we should. Oh, really? Oh, um, just. Let me let me write it down yeah. real quick. Set it on the desk so that we don't. We'll remember. Forget. We'll come back to that. That, uh, Jordan. I like the. Uh, so here you you mentioned some. You can web guys. Yep. You can like. So you can do like a quick web attack, which will like uh, rope, rope them up. Rope them up. Uh, or you can do like a grab web yep. attack where you pull them across the screen and you yeah. you have picked them up and you can punch them or I think you can throw them. Yep. Um. 
Or you can like walk and grab guys. If you touch a guy, it'll pick him up. You have to press up and then you'll pick the guy up over your head and you can throw him. Yeah, but one of the coolest moves yes. that I liked in this game I know is if say. you are standing between two enemies and yes. you web attack, yes. double smash. It's like the classic slapstick smashing enemy heads you, sort of. You web a guy to your left, you web a guy to your right, and it pulls them together and they smash together. And it's almost always an instant kill, which is so good. It's it feels great. so good. Yeah, if you can pull it off consistently in this game, it's a huge thing. It's all about like t- timing stuff correctly. And there you know, there's a lot of timing kind of stuff in this game where if you get in a combo of punches without missing, your health bar will start flashing. Yeah. And then if you time a punch correctly, it'll do like a super attack and it kills them in one. Is there hit. a timing component to that? Because I was just mash, 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 yes, mash. Yes, there's a timing. Mash, there's a timing mash, component mash, to it, Dana. You see, I guess you, you didn't get good game. as much as you thought. No, I well, I never claimed to be good at this game. I think we'll get into that here shortly, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I was, I didn't feel, um, uh, I don't want to say the game doesn't have a very deep system to it, but I didn't find myself w- employing a lot of strategy to this one. It was just like, gotcha. oh, I have these few surface level moves that I can use. See, um, you're just totally backtracking everything you said a minute ago, and you were trashing my strategy. And now over here, we find out you never had any strategy all along. Well, never mind. Doesn't matter. All right. Well, you're talking about doing one thing. I'm talking about doing three things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> all right. You got anything else, Dan? Uh, I don't. I don't. I got one. I all got right. one. I went actually back and played some Spider-Man Separation Anxiety. Sorry, Venom Spider-Man Separation Anxiety. And this game actually does do a lot better than the sequel. Yeah. Um, one of our big nits that we picked with the sequel was there are a ton of I think it's foreground picks that we knit no we no <laughs> we picked the nits anyway there are a lot of foreground obstructions in separation anxiety like giant girders or lamp posts that just block large parts of the screen this game i only noticed that on one occasion and it wasn't that bad oh you're talking about giant trees right yeah well all sorts of trees girders lamp posts just like in the foreground to give you some parallax yeah but just like blocking a a big enough portion that it was annoying so this game doesn't have as much of that which you could say well it doesn't have as much parallaxing like that's not yeah it doesn't look as cool but it definitely plays a little better because of that um, I also noticed that this game has a better HUD. You have okay. a big thing that shows you how many lives you have. It shows you your score. And then on the other side of the screen, it'll show you the enemy, like their little portrait picture. It'll have a health bar, and then it'll have their name. And you don't get any of that in the in the sequel because it's made to be two players. And so mm. they take a tiny little portrait of the character and then a tiny little health bar. You have no names. And so it's just, it's very more compact and it doesn't quite look as good. The HUD. Okay. Yeah. All right. On top of the other things that I mentioned earlier, like the story and the, the cut scenes and all that kind of stuff. Those are some very Dan points of you, Jordan. I'm proud of you. No, I'm did just you saying, have more than three points this time? No, I had three exactly. They, did you have sub points under the three? I feel like you had way more than three points. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> breaking your own rules no i would never break my own rules it's just i had i always list stuff under my main point (laughs) whatever all right let's move on to the parts that it didn't do so well
right, Jordan. The first point that I have on what this game does not do so well is the AI. The AI, okay. You're going to have to explain. So this game, the AI... Or, oh, you're talking about like Jarvis and Vision. They yeah, weren't in the game. You should yes, have had them in the game. It was a real problem. Not only was Iron Man not in the game, but Jarvis wasn't in the game. And there was, was the one Vision. panel of the Vision at the end where he like, the Avengers finally showed up to take away Carnage, and the Vision was the one who was representing the Avengers. Oh, uh, okay. Um, anyways, so you get punched... It's like this game does its best to have guys surround you and yeah. like interrupt you by punching. I don't know how you manage to have your main strategy be to pick up and throw a guy because there's That's- also got like one of the frustrating things about this game is it's it, you pick up guys so frequently that you didn't necessarily want to pick up. I'm just wandering around the screen trying to punch guys. And I, now I've grabbed somebody. I'm stuck in the middle of the screen and it's hard to have the the to get rid of that guy quickly. Yeah. Without taking damage. Okay. And so, it happened over and over and over and over again and then the boss AI is super cheap, especially Carnage. Wait, wait, wait. We don't don't move on to the bosses yet. I want to say I was something. talking about the AI in general. Oh, okay, okay. But this is the thing. This is the trick because I think the way that you handle the bad AI in this game with all of the enemies surrounding you, which is something they actually tweaked in Separation Anxiety, they did change the enemy AI. And people say that it's better in the sequel. But in this game, all the enemies just mob you. And the yep. way, the reason that I was picking guys up so much is because I would go to the side of the screen, pick up a bad guy over there, throw it through the, the mob that was coming towards me, and then as they're down, you can take on individual bad guys. So that's mm. why throwing was part of my strategy. You can't pick up a guy in the middle of the mob or you're, you're done for. You have to get somebody separated, pick them up, and then throw them through the mob. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of why I got stuck on that strategy, and it was definitely not as fun, and it was a product of the bad AI. <laughs> so I do agree with you. Yeah, I feel like the AI in this game was just like, why, 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 why? Why? And you, they do a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't take a lot of hits in this one. I think in the final boss fight, if you get hit four times, you're dead. The, <sighs> Carnage, if he hits you four times, you're dead. You want to talk about that? About bosses? Yeah. Uh, if you, I mean, if you want to, you can go wherever you want to go. Uh, the point that I have written down was how many times do I need to fight Shriek and Doppelganger? Okay, yeah. So I have this also. I said that it's very repetitive. You fight the same enemies over and over, but more so than that, because like that happens in a lot of beat em ups. But in this game, I've never played a beat em up where you fight the same boss like five, six, seven times. Mm-hmm. Uh, not That's even, not even like an exaggeration. No, I'm not. Like Shriek and Doppelganger, it's kind of like this is what happens. You fight a boss and then every boss from there on out is a boss gauntlet where you start with the mm-hmm. first bosses again and then work your way up to the new boss and yeah. then when then that one just gets added to the boss gauntlet for the next boss, which is kind of cool because you get these big um, like team fights where you know you are fighting and you're calling in your assist trophies and you're fighting a big horde of bad guys. In theory, it sounds cool, but it sounds cool to do that like one time, yeah. not to do that every single boss fight. Yeah, I just um, I found myself like oh, it's later on in this game, just going like again. Yeah, like, do I am I why why am I doing this again? Yeah. Um, by that point, I've got the infinite lives cheat on, and I'm just like, can I can can we uh, can, again? 
Okay. Yeah. I think <sighs> that, you know, it's it's not even just the bosses and the enemies that are repetitive. You actually will, like, play New York Streets, and then there's another level later, New York Streets 2. <laughs> and that, it, it does it on a number of occasions where you play a level, yeah. and then you go back to that level again later, and it's just like, here we are again. And we said for <laughs> Separation Anxiety that we beat it together in about an hour, and that that was just enough. Any more would have been too much. In this game, I think with the repetition, definitely overstays its welcome. It did not need to do that. I uh, I have definitely overstayed its welcome uh, as one of my points of what the game didn't do so well. I had some pretty hyperbolic things written down. Yeah. About how much um, uh, the time that I had with this game. Oh yeah. Um, which I said to you before we started recording, and I was like, "Is this?" Is this accurate? And you're like, I don't know about that. Oh, I, I, um, I don't think I even had to think about it. You, your <laughs> statement was quite hyperbolic. Um, but because I was like, this might be one of the worst beat em ups I've ever played. I, I do um, not agree with and that. And I don't sentiment. know what I, I remember like taking notes in my frustration. Um, so I was, I don't, it's, it's just like by the time I was done with this, I was like done with this game. Yeah, so I didn't have that same experience. I definitely felt like it was repetitive. You played it in like one go, right? Yeah, kind of. And I I broke my play up a little bit, so maybe that's part of why. I say kind of because I was playing it on the Retron, and I like to use the original gamepad when I can. Yeah. But I think that the Retron thought I had the thought that the three button Genesis controller was the six button Genesis controller. So you were missing something. And controls. so I couldn't web swing. So literally when I got to the second level where you have to climb up the wall and avoid the lightning. You can't and you, go. I, normally you're supposed to press like up and C and it'll like web swing. But for whatever reason, I tried it on multiple controllers. didn't work. So I had to switch to the Super Nintendo gamepad. Um, the superior controller. So I kind of played it in one go, but I, I had I sort of stopped. Had to play it multiple times. <laughs> we should say that you 100% absolutely have to have the uh, infinite life code on for this game to be even remotely enjoyable. I don't think there's an infinite life code by default. I think that's well. Some, some there is if you have trickery, uh, an action replay, a game genie, or a Retron Five. Yeah. So if you are <laughs> listen, that's a if very... you're playing. Retro games in 2021 and you aren't playing on something that allows you to load cheats and have save states, you are just being a masochist because these (laughs) games need it. They need it. You don't have to suffer anymore. Like You don't have to get all the way to the final boss and then not be able to beat him because you ran out of lives. Like Whatever. Maybe that's your own personal choice and you like (laughs) to play that way. But for me, as soon as I turned on Infinite Lives, the game was so much more fun. Uh, that leads into my a couple of my other points pretty well. I have a lack of options and that you only start with one continue, which is a product of the lack of options. Yeah. So you, you can just, you find continues. You can find continues, right. but I don't think I only found one. But one of the things that I don't like in, in retro games is when I can't, you know, change the difficulty or like increase the number of starting lives or increase yeah. the number of continues. Like the Ninja Turtles games do this really well, where it's like, do you want to start with seven lives or three? Do you want to play on easy or hard? Like, just give me options so that I can have a more enjoyable experience. Wait, you like Ninja Turtles games? Uh, I've played a couple of them. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know you I think I had a pretty good time. All right. Um, I might be getting the Ninja Turtles arcade one up for my birthday this year. All right. Um, a second one, uh, cause I already have, they, so they re-released, I think, I don't know if it's out yet, 
Oh, wait, wait. Oh, you're being serious. <laughs> no. Okay, I was going to say, they, they re- Dan has the Ninja Turtles, which I didn't even mention this when I was talking about how much he loves Ninja Turtles. He has the arcade one-up Ninja Turtles cabinet. We've reviewed it on the show. Yes. They just released it again, and now it has Wi-Fi and a light-up deck protector. And different side art. Different side art, and instead of like just listing the names of the games on the front, it has fake molded plastic coin doors. Yep. Don't so, tempt me. Don't tempt me. To sell your old one and buy the new one? No, just to buy the new one. And just have two almost identical cabinets in your basement. Yeah. Why would you not? Uh, it's a, it's more of an art piece than a, a center of my Speak for yourself. Speak hobbies. for yourself. Um, yes. The lack of options in this game is just annoying. Yeah. I noticed that in the sequel, we had a password system that allows you yes. to progress through the game uh, a little bit more fluidly. It lets you get further into the game without having to backtrack when you die. This one has no password system. Uh, not like, like I said, not really a big deal because you have to play this with infinite lives. <laughs> so the password system, it stinks if you don't have that option. But for those of us with the cheat codes, not really a big deal. You also just led into my next point really well, Jordan. Uh, this game is absolutely brutal and it feels like the quintessential retro games are hard kind of game. Okay. Um, I, so I tried to play this game without cheating I didn't get super far into it. And at some point I was just like, so go back to the beginning of the game or put on infinite lives and keep playing this. Yeah. Because this game, like, and by by the end of this game, it was one of those where my brain had turned off and like kept checking back, you know, a, a game is whatever, 30 to 60 frames a second. And like my brain goes down to like, one frame a minute where I'm like, is it still, <laughs> just beat him up. But uh, uh, this is the thing. How much longer do I have to play this? I um, think maybe I should go do a raid on Pokemon Go while I'm waiting to do that. <laughs> I think that this game is is actually a lot of fun until you beat the Fantastic Four uh, headquarters level, and then after that, everything just feels so samey. But they they up the difficulty so much that it's not fun anymore. So you can really play like half of this game and have a good time before it gets to just be this total slog. Yeah. But um, yeah, the second half of the game is is really hard. I mean, the game I never got past to the second level. I didn't like try to like. I don't want to try to like memorize and no death a beat 'em up game. Yeah. It's not interesting to me. So I'm I'm all here for the infinite life code, but. I think that there is a lot of fun to be had in the first half of the game before you get into that really slog of just like being mobbed by bad guys, being mobbed by bosses. Um, so I fired this game back up for about 10 minutes before we recorded today yep. just to like refresh my memory. And it was fun for like those 10 minutes. And I was like, was this game really as bad as I thought it was? No, it's just that the second half just like it kills your will to live. But even I, I played a little bit of the, the levels in the second half and I was like, this isn't this doesn't seem so bad. Like, what was I? That's I, like, whole... I was like wondering to myself if this game was worse than Battletoads the other night. Which is no, there's no possible way. I mean that's but that's the extent of what I was feeling when I was like I have a hyperbolic statement is this game worse than Battletoads I don't know that's how it felt to me when I was playing it but I don't know if you know I don't know if I still feel that way no you can't, but you it can't was fun that. when I hopped back in for like 10 minutes I'm like yeah, yeah okay all right so this game it's like beyond the the 40 minutes to an hour part where it starts to overstay its welcome yeah and probably the difficulty increase i would imagine as well yep where you're just like mm, yeah no let's let me how about no yeah just, all right just done i got one more thing dan 
I think you know we've kind of alluded to this, but you have to you have to have this as a what the game doesn't do well is the fact that it's only one player. That is also my last point, Jordan. Yeah, and you know I think some of the things that I don't love about the sequel are because it's a two player game and they obviously had to make cutbacks elsewhere. Yeah. This game is fun. If I'm going to play one of these two games by myself, I'm picking this one. <laughs> okay. But if you're playing a beat-em-up game, you want to play it with a friend. Yeah. And so this game kind of loses out to separation anxiety in that fact of, like, beat-em-up games are made to be played multiplayer. If you could have four players and, you know, the, you got a third person running around as Daredevil and a fourth person running around as whoever. Lock and key? No, those aren't. No. Also, they don't fuck. Cloak and Dagger. There you go. Okay. Well, is Lock and Key, that's a different comic. Lock that's not key Marvel, Lock a different right? comic about little children who live in a spooky house. Okay. And no, I think it's Image or same, Dark Horse or one of those. Same thing. <laughs> Cloak and Dagger, Lock and Key. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, it, it's, it's a bummer and there's not two player, but I think that, you know, I don't know what to say about it because the, yeah, the things that they cut in the second one, there's so much stuff that I like about this one that the second one doesn't have. So it's kind of a toss up. It's the same thing that we always talk about. It's just, it should be like, okay, you're doing pre-production on your video games. Yeah. It's a beat em up automatically. Yeah. Two. It's, co- it's co-op. Yeah. At least two. just off the rip. You, you are, you're making a game co-op. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I would take half of the game. Oh in, yeah, in co-op, and this is a much better experience. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's like you give each player continues, or you can share lives, or like you get some of those like nice co-op beat 'em up features. Yep. Um, I feel like is the I feel like the art in Separation Anxiety is a little bit more like squat. Yeah. Like shorter. I feel like the characters in this game are taller. Yep. Um, so you probably have to adjust your art style a bit to cater to two players, but they did. Yeah. You the art is not as pretty in separation anxiety. They have like these pre-rendered backgrounds that don't look quite as nice. So there's, there's stuff about the second one. They definitely had to make cutbacks to make it two player. So it's kind of a balancing act. Jordan, if this game had co-op though, we wouldn't have that wonderful second level where you're climbing up the side of the wall yeah. and trying to avoid the lightning. So that would, that would not be fun in co-op. Uh, I think that wasn't lightning, Dan. That was, those were sonic waves from shriek shrieking. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looked a lot like lightning, and when she jumped, it sounded like big drums booming. Kind of sounds like thunder, so I could see where you got the whole lightning thing from. You said big drums booming. I was hoping there was a part of my brain that was working very quickly that was hoping you were going to say big boss. Back to the Metal Gear. Solid. Who's big boss? Uh, He's the Lolly Lilo. Okay. Yeah, I've already (laughs) erased that game from my memory, and... So are you saying that you're ready to do Worth It or Worthless remastered Metal Gear Solid... Okay. One now I'm episode. having flashbacks and it's no longer a race for my memory. <laughs> what happened in Metal Gear Solid, Jordan? It didn't stay in Metal Gear Solid. That's the problem. It's not like Las Vegas. <laughs> Shadow Moses Island is not Las Vegas. That's a Jordan, problem. I just sometimes you gotta you gotta. This is the you thing. Gotta it's watch happening. Love bloom on a battlefield. This is happening again. This is the same thing that happens every time where I I say I don't. I didn't love a game or I didn't have as good of a time as Dan did. And then all of a sudden it becomes that I hated it. And that's not the case. That's not the case. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing into the own my own hyperbole here. I didn't hate the game. Go back and listen to what I actually said. I don't appreciate you insinuating that we're ever hyperbolic on this podcast. Uh, this, this studio could be called the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> we could name, we could change the name of the show to fun facts. 
just do the first just, part. It's all, it's all facts. Oh, but, oh, oh. but we do it with fun. All of our statements are facts. Gotcha. Yes, true. Okay. All right. And we're a fun guy. No, that's Mario. He's a fun guy. No, I guess Toad is a fun guy. <laughs> Toad from Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the guy who plays music on the street and gets turned into a Goomba. Oh, yeah. Goomba. Poor guy. Poor guy. All right. Let's move on. All right. Jordan, yeah, I, I am, I'm, I'm dying to know, yeah, what you're. So I know that you think weirdly about Marvel comic games, yeah. I know that clouds your judgment, yeah. Um, I know this cartridge is red, so yeah. that would look great on a shelf. It would. Um, so if you were, if you found this at a Goodwill and you wanted to put it on a shelf, because bro, you're, you're doing gonna, all of my caveats um, for me. This is amazing. Is uh, it's a cool. You got those great cutscenes. Um, you you so this is all inflating the normal price that you would say by at least three hundred percent. Jordan, what would you pay for the experience you had with Maximum Carnage? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the thing. This is the thing. It is a Spider-Man game. I love Spider-Man, but if we're judging purely by today's standards, and I want to play a Spider-Man game, I'm just gonna go play marvel ultimate alliance on my switch okay so like if i'm buying this it's purely as a cool thing to put on a shelf <laughs> you don't say because if i want to have a retro beat em up experience i'm gonna go with captain america and the avengers or the punisher and i'm still gonna scratch okay. that marvel itch or if i really want to play a spider-man beat em up game i'm gonna go find <laughs> an arcade that has the super strange uh spider-man beat him up i think that sega made or something <laughs> it's so weird everybody meows i don't know if you've ever seen this game i i feel like i vaguely spider-man has like a weird it. hunchback and he like walks really slowly it's not anyway, arcades revenge no 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 this is just an <laughs> arcade game it was never ported it's got way too big sprites anyway all that being said i like five bucks purely for like the aesthetic value of the cartridge Sounds about right. Yeah. Five bucks. You didn't like it even more than $5 for this great storyline? I mean, this is the thing. Like, the now more you don't do have this, to read Maximum Carnage. Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, I would if I would rather go and find a, a used copy of this on Abe Books for, like, 14 bucks or whatever and just, you know, that's where I would spend my money. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be cheaper than that. Or you just get a month of Marvel Unlimited, and, and I'm sure it's There you there. go. Oh, yeah. Marvel a Unlimited. free trial of Marvel Unlimited to read I, Maximum I, Carnage? You underestimate how often I've used that free trial. <laughs> I feel like so. I know you're you are um, frugal about yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, I love comic books, but I don't buy comic books. I will so, only I'll ask for them for my birthday and for Christmas, and I will buy them if somebody gives me a like a gift card. But I feel like you're the kind of person that would justify a Marvel Unlimited subscription and make good use of it. I did, I did when we lived yeah. in Montana and we lived like an hour from the nearest library. I did have a Marvel limited subscription for a little bit, but um, I, I eventually, once I started like getting comic books for like Christmas and stuff, I can't read them as fast as I, yeah. as I get them. So um, I, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I did comiXology 
Unlimited for a little bit. And that was good. And then I just stopped reading comics. There are uh, a ton, a ton of comics uh, on Hoopla, which is like the yeah. app that you can log into with your library card. Yes. And so um, I read like a ton of Invincible on there recently. Okay. And there's also a bunch of Marvel stuff, even newer Marvel stuff, not like the brand new stuff, but like from yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. So if you want to get into digital comics and you don't want to pay anything, uh, get a library card and yeah. just support your local library anyway, because libraries are awesome. Yeah. I mean, Hoopla or your library will have plenty. I've, oh yeah. I have, that's how I pretty much read. I think most of Ultimate Spider-Man was from the library. Same. Yeah. That's right. Um, read all of Ultimate, uh, <sighs> Ultimate Spider-Man was from driving that hour to the library in Montana. Do you remember when they exploded it. the Ultimate universe with Ultimatum and then it just wasn't ever the same again? Uh, no, I see, I missed, I didn't get to the end of it. So I don't understand why Miles Morales is in the 616 universe, but he just is these days. I don't know. I don't know. I need to eventually read the end of that and figure out what happened. When they changed the, the cover style from like the, the, the standard, like red, the, the, uh, the original, like ultimate Spider-Man had like these, these, uh, prominent red bars. Okay. And then I think they changed the ultimate comics thing to have like white prominent bars okay and like after that point i started to like that was just it. phase out of it but uh it's okay not a phase <sighs> yeah phase two marvel phase three what are we in phase four uh, phase six i don't know what are we going into five i don't know are they out of characters yet or are they still just never. gonna keep doing no. this thing what are you talking about we got so many they, I, I had literally never heard of shang chi until it was a movie shang chi shang chi i can't even Anyways, they make a joke about that in the movie because he goes by Sean. Oh, and he's okay. like, you changed you change your name to Sean. Okay, uh, Jordan, I think. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't go deep on this, and my just gut, gut, gut six dollars. Hey, that might be the closest we've come. No, it's the close. I think it's the closest we've come in a while. Yeah, but I think there's been a few times in this podcast where the stars have aligned, and we have seen eye to eye for nice the, for a brief moment for uh, we've probably um, i would say about 10 times 11 times maybe we've seen eye to eye in our lives beautiful over the course of our 15 ish year friendship this is one of them this is one of them <laughs> i love it uh yeah six dollars is what i feel like my retro gaming collector premium yeah so our money be. our money is similar I had a significantly better time with this game than you did, but yeah. our, our money is in the same place. So in, in Jordan to Dan dollars, that would be, if you were standing where I was standing, yeah. it would probably be 18 Easily. And me standing where you're standing would be like $2. $2 is a solid, is a good number It's an to adequate say. number, like you, you said. You can literally say $2 for any retro game, and you can make an argument for it. I don't know about that. Try I me. I don't know. Try me. I'll go all of 2022. Metal Gear Solid. Two dollars? No. One hundred percent. No. Yeah, that game is worth two dollars. No. It's a, it's on a disc, so minus all the money right there, and <laughs> it's blurry. It's too long. Too many cutscenes. Two dollars. You are insane. Next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right, Jordan. What do you think the uh, what do you think the, the 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 retro gaming market is paying to add maximum carnage to their collection? What about the red copy? Well, I don't. So so, so the Genesis. Like I said, price charting got a little weird on me. There was a okay. cardboard box Genesis oh, version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the regular version. Okay. Um, the cardboard box version is half as much Whoa. as the, the non-cardboard box version, 
Price charting also had a special edition of this, which I didn't dig too far into. Whoa. Um, I assume, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the special edition is. I think it had like some pins in a book or something according to the pictures on price charting. I don't know. Weird. What do you think the Genesis version of this is going for? Um, Probably a stupid amount of money. I'm going to say $30. $30. No. No, it's okay. not. I'm glad. So the cardboard box version was like 10 bucks. Okay. The the non-cardboard box version, which is the clamshell version, which might be the red one. I don't know. I feel like the cardboard boxes for Genesis came out later. Who knows? So nobody. Somebody knows. Someone out there knows. They're screaming. Jeremy Parrish knows. Jeremy Baramy knows. Yep. Not that guy. <laughs> uh, the other Genesis clamshell version, whatever, $21. 21 dollars so We got 10 oh. for one and 21 for the other. Oh, okay. Those are reasonable. So that's as like far as 15, 16 between, between the two. Somewhere. Okay. Super Nintendo. Somewhere. Super Nintendo. What do you think? $30. $30. No. Oh. Super Nintendo version of Maximum Carnage Jordan. well yeah you know it's most people say it's the the inferior one to the genesis one so it only makes sense it would cost significantly more (laughs) sounds about right you know it's funny jordan uh i think it was last night my wife had like some random we have like free channels on our tv with our antenna or whatever yeah 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 like the hd antennas give you a bunch of weird like free broadcast tv i don't know bunch of i don't know yeah broadcast it just well, it comes <laughs> over the airways third rock from the sun was on the tv yeah and it was a, an episode about where they were making fun of they weren't making fun of it but it was about beanie babies but not beanie babies oh they were yeah. collect i think they were called fuzzy buddies or something perfect and they started like hoarding these fuzzy not, buddies. not these these fuzzy buddies and the they were like not paying their rent or like Buying food for the sake of like collecting these fuzzy buddies so it's that they basically can... the 2021 version of buying <laughs> Dogecoin and not paying your rent. They were buying these these fuzzy buddies to flip. It's a good investment. And then I forget the uh, the, the bubble popped. The what's his name? What's the the John? Uh, I've never seen the John show. Cleese. Who was the the characters? I don't know. The one guy like they go to this like swap meet to sell their collection to finally cash out on these fuzzy, fuzzy buddies. Yeah. And he ends up instead buying $800 for a rare factory defect oh. fuzzy buddy. Oh, he and bought runs it. Out. He, bu- he buys it. Instead of selling the collection, he hoards more retro games. Yeah, exactly. And this I thought is just it was, a parable, I thought it was a parable retro about gaming. retro games because it was like, this is, this sounds weirdly familiar where rare defects go for a lot more money. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. wait a minute, it's worse. It's worse, but it's worth it's more worth because more. <laughs> because it's worse. Because it's worse. Uh, Jordan. Dan. Where are we at on the pale tax Oh, for these guys? Uh, the Genesis one coming in at 25 okay. and the Super Nintendo coming in at 63. Okay. Super Nintendo PAL version, Jordan, $61. Oh, that was close. Now... We had a time, I don't remember what it was, with separation anxiety. Yeah, this was actually the first game we ever talked about the PAL tax, Dan. Okay. I remember that from our yeah. conversation. I don't remember much else, but I remember that. That game was, I think, upwards of like $200 or something, or like $130, $140. Crazy money. Something obscene for separation anxiety. Uh, Jordan, the, the PAL Mega Drive version 
of maximum carnage. Yeah. Could you imagine how you would feel paying $108 for this experience? The, the separation anxiety pal is $106. So they're, they're very similar. Okay. Did it go down as I was the super Nintendo version? What do you got? Price charting there? This is price charting. Yeah. The pal mega drive one Oh five 79 and the pal super Nintendo 76. Oh, I feel like that came down. Maybe. I feel like they were like 130, 140, but obviously in the 20s of this show, that was dozens of weeks ago. It was a long time ago, (laughs) a couple years ago. Uh, If you can get this game for 10 bucks, I might call it worth it, but that's about, that's that's like stretching it for me. So whatever that cardboard box version, maybe if it's just the cardboard box itself, box only cardboard box for $10. If you're talking (laughs) paying 20, 30, $50 for this game, go play... Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the new one on Switch. <laughs> You'll have more fun. It'll last a lot longer, and you don't need any cheat codes. It just works right out of the box. Man. Not even out of the box. Just download it. You don't. You even can have get to. so many better games for the price of this one. Yeah. It's, I mean, even just retro games, you can get a lot of better ones for what this is going for. Probably maybe for crying out maybe. loud. Maybe maybe not by the time you hear this. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jordan, we got trivia today. We do. I That's worth it. it. Worthless. We're calling we're it, call worthless. it worthless. Yes, but we got some trivia. One of the things we didn't really talk about was the music because it's pretty unremarkable, Dan. But our trivia question is about the music. Mob Rules by Black Sabbath. No, I was not going to go that easy on you. (laughs) This is not even from the Wikipedia page. The musical cues that announced the appearance of other heroes in the game were sampled sampled from the soundtracks of iconic feature films and television series. Cloak's theme, for example, was the 1977 King Kong theme. Okay. Iron Fist's theme was from the 1973 Bruce Lee film Enter the Dragon. Okay. All right. Which movie soundtrack was used for Deathlock's assist theme? Now, did you ever get Deathlock? I don't know. He's Who's like the Death robot Lock? guy. He I puts his I arms did. out and he shoots grenades one way. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Deathlock. Do you remember what song played when he came out? No, but they were all pretty annoying. Oh, it was annoying. So it was actually from a famous movie that I believe you've seen. So <laughs> try me. <laughs> which one of which one of these was it? Which one of these movies was his theme from? Deathlock's assist theme. Was it from Robocop? Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen Robocop all the way through. Let's just let's just run this thing down. Okay. Star Wars? I have seen Star Wars. Top Gun. I uh, can't say that I've seen Top Gun all the way through. What the heck, Dan? Highway to the Danger Zone. Or Terminator. Uh, also, I don't think I've ever seen Terminator all the way through. What? Okay. All right. Well, guys, I would this guess, has been worth it or worthless. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Not a movie guy. Uh, sorry. There's Like I said, I, what I always tell people when they start talking to me about movies is I haven't seen a lot of things that you probably think I should have seen. Terminator, though. Top Gun. What do you want? What do you want? What do you I'll want for me? I want you to watch you these movies. I don't know. Okay. Well, and we'll I want you to play these retro guess. games. I'm going to um, guess the Terminator. You guessed right because he's a robot he guy. Like, yes. Exactly. That was, yeah, Terminator. Nailed and they it. actually like played, like that had, there's no way they actually paid the licenses for no, this stuff. No, they, the One of the things on Wikipedia said that they used Mob Rules by Black Sabbath in this well, game Well, kind of like a, a version of it. Well, kind of like Michael Jackson did a version of the Sonic 3 soundtrack, probably. And I guess Enough the actual, that they stopped selling that game. 
the actual in collections like theme song that plays in this game is called Carnage Rules or something. Yeah, by Green Jelly. Green Jelly. Green so, Jelly did the soundtrack. Never heard of Green Jelly, but uh, Wikipedia talked about him like I should know who Green Jelly is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, sure. Yeah. All right. They wow. had their own like space in the opening cards where it's like they did Marvel. LJN. Green jelly. Green jelly. Like, that's pretty impressive to get the, you know, you wrote like two songs. They weren't even Hideo Kojima or the guy that composed the Streets of Rage soundtrack. You can't. Uh, What's his face? (laughs) The funny thing about the opening title cards is you can't skip them. Doesn't matter how many times you start the game up. I don't know Mm. if your Genesis one was this. I had to sit there through all four title cards every time. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, that's it. Remember. That's all the trivia I got. That's all, that's all we got. Congratulations. You intuited the correct answer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan, this is still October while we are uh, recording. It's still, We're still in the throes of Okami we, as we're recording this. I so almost, we do not have I an almost Okami. almost forgot that was a thing and you had to yeah. make it a thing again. Well, it's a thing. We'll just, it's coming back 2022. No. No, it's not. Okami 22. Anyway. So we don't have, we don't have a, uh, a winner. We don't have a winner not to yet. announce just yet. But... This episode is coming out in November. You guys are like time travelers. You're hearing this in the future. It's almost like how we schedule these things so that they come out on certain dates. We have to record them before those dates so they come out on the dates. So if you're listening in November, you have this whole month to enter into the November bounty. Our bounty is going to be a $20 eShop gift card code, whatever you call it, a gift code, an eShop code. Now, Jordan, I know that there's only... 70,000 switches sold. So mm. this is a pretty obscure... 7 billion switches <laughs> have been sold. And that's not even counting the new Switch OLED. What, is there a fancy name for it? Or o- did they just OLED. change the box and you hope you buy the right one? Uh, no, they actually it actually says like OLED Switch and you it costs like $100 more. So you Swole wouldn't OLED. really mix it up. There's about, I think, 3 billion of those already sold. So if you want $20, <laughs> if you want $20 to buy... All of them on eBay by scalpers? Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. This is this is your chance. You're not getting that for $20, are you? No, 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 no. But it'll get oh, you like a get third you of there. it. They get you there. That, yeah. I don't think, I think that game has been on my wish list since I got a Switch and opened up the eShop for the first time. And I don't think that's ever gone on it's sale. It's a Nintendo game, so there's no chance. I mean, like Nintendo, sure. Nintendo produced it or whatever. But I feel like even though, yeah, like I feel like even like Black Friday and maybe I could, you know, have just missed it. I haven't been looking for it. No, I don't. I don't think it's But I feel like sale. I don't know I've ever seen Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on sale. But It's worth the full price. I'm just saying. There's, okay. There's, Whoa, that's big. I, Big talk I, I you. really enjoyed that game. All right. Anyway, $20 could be yours. All you have to do is send us a direct message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can find us at WIOW Podcast. There's some other places you can message us, and you have to let us know what is your favorite licensed comic book game. You could send us that in a direct message in any of those places. You could message Dan or I on Discord. You could send us an email. At worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your favorite licensed comic book game, and uh, you could win. You could be November's winner. Do are we do we have a cute name for November yet? No, I think we were gonna just not do that anymore. Just oh, like was, how we didn't do it in break. October. We didn't do it in October. But then we tripped into greatness. No, no, no. We no, found no. we, we found it. We didn't have a name for October. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We don't really have a theme for November. Yeah. And of course, Jordan, um, as always, you can earn, if you join us on Discord, yes. you just chat, you can earn extra bounty entries if you want a, a better shot at winning that yeah. eShop gift card just for coming and chatting as you level up in there. Uh, you also have to submit 
a proper DM entry DM for those extra entries chat away. You can even um, chat away and then and DM then us. DM it doesn't us. matter the order. Um, you just have to DM us before the end of November 2021. Yes, the end of November. 30 days, half November. Yeah. April, June, and September. So we had cut somebody, off no, November. We had somebody last week um, send us a message for a, a previous bounty. And I feel bad that they were time traveling in the wrong direction. So I yeah. pointed them towards this month. So, so as the as we we do now, the rules, the des- rules, description. You can find the rules. They're in, in there. The description, and they they will specifically spell out dates and and things of that nature. Yes, for you guys. Uh, did we forget anything else about the bounty, Jordan? I think you know, that's at it. W I O W podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Trivia. You can send us trivia. You can send us about trivia. Anything that we've covered. We'll send you some stickers. We will in the mail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you some stickers to print out out of your printer. Yeah, you out of your Game Boy printer. Sticker file. No, we'll send you stickers in the mail. Um, what's next, Dan? We, what's, what, what's next? What's you, next? You wanna, we're going on a zero mission, Jordan. We're going on a zero mission. Have, Metroid, uh, she's back. Metroid is back, and we can't wait to for her to go on the zeroth mission. Planet Zabby's was my home, but now it's taken over by alien brains in a jar. My name is Metroid. <laughs> With my friend Halo, we will take back the galaxy. I posted a uh, a picture in Discord of me like the like one of the first screens uh, of Metroid Zero Mission. Yeah, someone was like, it's "Samus's ship." What's that Pokemon? Yeah, and it looks like Genesect. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know does. about Genesect, Jordan. Do you know I, about Genesect or is that? I'm a pretty that, big Pokemon guy. He used to be. I'm still a Pokemon guy. I don't know. Sometimes with you, you're you're like super into cards. You were into the games. You're not into the games. You never played Sword and Shield. No, no, you no. You played no. Pokemon Go five years ago. I'm not about to. I'm not about to spend money on a Pokemon game when I played a million of them. You're not getting Diamond and Pearl. No, I be, I played it already. <laughs> so I'm not gonna pay to get. This is the problem. You guys keep buying these games, and they're gonna keep making them. Day one, we're doing it. You would. I'm okay. S- I'm very excited. Uh, so we're covering, yeah, next episode is Metroid Zero Mission. Um, I'm excited. I've played 20, 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, yep, I'm so ready. You're in. I'm so, You're sold. I'm so good for another Metroid game. Well, tune in next time to see how it goes. We'll see if Dan is still as enthused oh, by sure the end so. of the Zero Mission. I'm sure. I sure, so, I sure hope so. Uh, Jordan, we're doing a book club. Book club. We covered Metal Gear Solid uh, on the podcast, the last one that you heard. Uh, hopefully. And there's a boss fight book about that, their game that, uh, somebody like, I feel like in February, uh, emo for was like, would you guys, what do you guys think about doing a book club? And I was yeah. Like, well, read the books. We'll, I like to read books. We'll put that on a pile and here it is. We covered Metal Gear Solid. There's a Metal Gear Solid boss fight book about that. So we are going to read that as a community, have a round table discussion about that, their book at some point in, I think November. We'll keep you guys posted, uh, probably on social media, when we have more details on that. So if you want to join us for that, let us know. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a link to the book in the description. I think you can get a paperback copy for like 15 or less, or you can get the ebook version for like $4. It's um, $4.99. Or you can- Pennies don't count. Do as our friend Retro Librarian Gamer did and do an interloan library deal where you borrow it from another library. Somebody might have it in your area. area. You never know. Uh, Jordan, Extra Life, November 13th. Uh, that This episode, I think, comes out properly on the 9th yeah. of November. So if you're listening to this exactly when it comes out, 
November 9th, 2021. Uh, we've got Extra Life on this weekend, Saturday, November 13th, 2021, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. We're going to be raising money for a local children's hospital. We're going to be gaming all day for the kids. For the kids. We'll probably do some smash with the community at the end of the day. We'll probably try to do some perfect dark HD multiplayer. Don't know. You I'm thinking know. about it. We got to try it. Maybe you come in, kick you the tires, give some money to the kids and maybe we'll even listen to what you want us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm thinking also Jordan. Yeah. I might be canvassing Mario maker two levels from the community. Oh, to play on extra life day. So, so that make could some be... Kaizo stuff to make Dan go crazy. Well, you're going to be going crazy too. Oh no, no, I'm watching. Here's the thing with Mario maker, my plan, my extra life plan, pass the controller. And it's going to be a competition, whoever finishes more levels. So I take a shot, you take a shot, I take a shot uh, at the at the level. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, and we, we see who does better on the day, Jordan. For the kids. We'll see who establishes dominance. Uh, Jordan, one last thing. All right. Uh, the day that this came out, we should have a Patreon that's live right now. Right now. You could probably find our Patreon where it's you'll- It's live. It's live. If you've ever found think, yourself saying, man- I love this free content, but I would love to pay some money for it. <laughs> this is your chance. As well. There's an extra podcast that you'll yeah, get access you get, to once a month. I you'll, want more. I want more. You get to, to to vote on some of the content that we put out. You get a discount on merch, which we're trying to get going. Um, and all early that, all early release stuff. dates. Early release dates for this. Um, and whatever else craziness that we can think of to throw in Patreon and make it awesome. So I'm sure there will be a link in the description of this podcast for you to find that. And I hope you will join us on that journey. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I was trying to think of a video game with journey in the title. Don't stop believing. That's all I could think of <laughs> was don't <laughs> stop believing my favorite video game. Uh, all right, my friend, do you have anything else before we close out? the episode with our music segment. I think that is going to do it for us. I, I'm amazed that we went through this entire episode about Spider-Man. Never mentioned that there's a Spider-Man movie coming out in like a month and there is a Venom movie that came out last month. So if you're just itching for more um, of that kind of stuff, you, you've got options. Or you should just go play the PS4 Spider-Man game. I don't know. I You should, before you do that, sit down, send a strongly worded email to Sony and tell them, hey, let other companies make Spider-Man games so we can have them on Switch and then play Spider-Man. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, Jordan, today, closing out the show, um, one of the artists, so last year, I believe it was, yeah, about this time, mm-hmm. Chill Tendo oh, came great, out. Great album. One of the, one of my, probably my, mo- my most listened to albums of the last year. Yeah. Um, by somebody whose name I, can't ever i need to we're just gonna call it jokabi jokabi j-o-k-a-b-i might be hokabi i don't know might be yokabi i don't know i need to like just find like an interview where somebody talks to this person so i can figure maybe it's not even a person maybe it's an ai (laughs) maybe it's just a computer that's making this stuff no it's mikhail's brother mikhail of poke and chill zelda and chill are you certain that mikhail is not a computer (laughs) i'm pretty sure he's not all right uh, so we got Song of Storms off the newly released Jordan Chill Tendo 2. Is that the 
Is that the it? Song of Storms. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the song. You don't even know what it sounds like. I've listened to so much, like the the tracks sometimes kind of blend together when it comes to like these. Oh, Zelda, you these never Zelda played tracks. You never played it. I forgot. We'll get there some at some point. But oh, yes, it's man. from Ocarina of Time. All right, I wasn't gonna buy the Nintendo. T- uh, expansion pass, but now we're gonna have to, so we can force Dan to play this game. It's fine. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Wow. All right. I'm gonna borrow the 3DS version, and I'm gonna give you the N64 version to play. No. no. <laughs> I don't get that expansion pass, so I can do save states. Nope. You're borrowing the N64. Busy that day. All right. <laughs> Roll the tape. All right. Song of Storms by Jokabi off Chill Tendo Two. We will see you guys in two weeks. See ya. Bye.